Hey guys, what is up? It is Ali on the Ali McGee podcast, and this is episode number 39. I can't believe we're already there. Master Your Chakras with Danny Smith. Danny is a yoga instructor who recently graduated from yoga teacher training, and she's now practicing in her community. I'm so excited for her. She is already teaching several different types of yoga, which includes hot yoga in the studio and then yoga in the functional fitness space. Two very different types, but it's awesome because she's so flexible, no pun intended, but she can reach a total different audience with both groups, so it's super amazing. Um, Today's episode is all about chakras, and if you have no freaking clue what that is, do not sweat. We got your back. We got your chakras all freaking covered here. So we'll take a deep dive into what chakras are, what you may experience with blocked chakras and, you know, cut off of energy flow and how to balance them with different yoga poses, crystals, stones, and essential oils. Um, This episode is amazing. Dane and I get into a really great conversation, so you are in for an awesome one once again. Um, And before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask a huge favor from my audience. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please subscribe to the show and then drop a super kind review um, about the show. It truly helps other like-minded individuals find us and get connected. All right, without further ado, I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie on the Allie McGee podcast and I am here with Danny Smith who has been on the show before where we talked about yoga practice. It was a few months back and she was a yoga student, um, trainer, yoga teacher in training um, and now she is a yoga instructor. She's all done with school and she's actually practicing as a teacher so it's very fun to see her bloom and grow um, over the last few months. She's absolutely crushing it. So I'm super excited to chat about chakras today and all about them and how we can best manage them. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for asking me to come back. I feel feel very happy that I'm able to just take the time to chat with you because I mean, it's so easy to talk to you. You're very easy to talk to. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I love that. It's my favorite thing, drinking coffee and chatting with people. So this I got is amazing. Too. Yes. We're doing like a little morning coffee chat this morning. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is I fun. Use, I used my French press. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Okay. I was, I need <laughs> to get one. Tell me all about it. Do you love it? Um, honestly, it was my husband's idea. He was wanting iced coffee so bad and he would constantly you know go and buy coffee when we have two different coffee makers at home yeah (laughs) I would say we have coffee it's right there he goes no but I want an iced coffee and I thought okay and so he randomly came home one day with a french press and honestly it's just you know what they look like yeah you put however many scoops of coffee ground coffee that you want in it just depends on how strong you like your coffee I put seven scoops so just whoa don't <laughs> I love it <laughs> I, put, <laughs> I put seven scoops but it's like 
It makes a lot. Yeah, it makes like probably close to 30 ounces in the French oh, press. Oh, whoa. Um, yeah. Big one. Yeah. So I do that. And then we put it, we pour the French press into like a bigger pitcher that we just keep in our fridge and we can use that for like iced coffee. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Do you press it while it's like hot with hot water? Let it steep. You let the oh. like ground coffee steep in hot water. I do it for like eight minutes. I, mm. I don't really think there's like a true method to the madness. Yeah. Just enough time for how strong so you want like, your coffee. Yeah. And I just, you know, press it down, pour it into my little pitcher and then keep it in the fridge. I usually do it at night. That way I have yeah. enough coffee for like, if I want, you know, two cups the next mm. day, whatever. Whoa. Okay. I'll have to go lurk on Amazon and find one. Cause yeah. I feel like I need that in my life. Cause it's like a hundred degrees and I'm drinking like hot coffee. It's like, yeah, what? It saves money. It saves a lot of money. Yes. I've been on that. Like during quarantine, every time I make coffee, I pay myself five bucks into my savings Ooh, account. That's yeah. Amazing. I like that. I like it's that. been stacking up and I don't feel guilty about going to buy one. Cause like iced coffee takes next to no money to make. Mm-hmm. So, but and you get more at home. Like, yes. For like, yes. For $3, you could literally make so much coffee. It's disgusting. It is. And like, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to sound dumb, but like supporting like small businesses, even if you find like a local coffee shop where they have their own beans, you can like yeah. ask them to grind a bag of beans for you and then take it home and make coffee that way. Like, mm. I, yeah. yeah, yes, 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 yes. I think our generation is not smart with their money. No, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to unlearn, unlearn so many patterns with finances because like, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to like for a while, like I would just be scraping by because like, where'd all my money go? Coffee, Uh, going out, food. Yeah. Starbucks and alcohol. That's what mine were. (laughs) (laughs) If that is not the like early twenties, you know, oh my gosh. I know. And so it's like, I'm like, no, I would rather have money in the bank versus like money in someone else's bank. So exactly. I'm like, why am I paying this huge corporation? They don't give a shit about me. Yes. Yes. Big facts. Oh oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, Since you were last on the show, you were in school, kind of like we um, just chatted about, and now you're practicing. Can you share what it's like um, to go from being in school and learning and then now being able to... Um, you know, be practicing as a yoga teacher and what you've learned? And was there a lot of learning, you know, within your first few classes? Yes. Um, I am one of those people that will definitely fake it till I make it. Um, So when I auditioned for my job where I'm teaching hot yoga, um, the gal, you know, stopped me about like 20 minutes in because that's usually how long auditions are. And she told me, wow, you are heads and shoulders in like cueing and voice and this and that compared to like other people who have, you know, just graduated. And I was like, really? Because I was really fucking nervous. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that honestly means a lot. So I'm very good at faking it. Okay. But when I started actually teaching at the CrossFit gym that I teach at, I, it felt better for me knowing that the students there mm-hmm. aren't like so into yoga. Therefore, 
um, I was able to be more relaxed and I didn't feel as like judged or in the spotlight as like teachers are. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say I craft the playlists for my flows. I practice all of my flows at least twice before I do them in front of students. And I craft my music to flow with the different poses throughout the practice. And they have an iPod that's just for the whole gym. Mm -hmm. And I followed myself on Spotify. So I don't have to plug in my own phone and it just Mm -hmm. works out. So my very first like ever class that I taught, found my playlist on the Spotify account there. And I thought, okay, this is going great. Then the second song that played was a song from the very middle of my flow. And I was like, holy shit, the iPod's on shuffle. I didn't even think about that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would not have thought about that. (laughs) I, I obviously did not. And so I was like, oh shit. And like nobody really noticed, obviously, because yeah. they don't know the music that I'm playing. But yeah. I had to like w- whenever I would have them go into a child's pose, I'd like run over to the iPod and like cue songs that I know were supposed to be. And then I'll oh, run back to my mat and they wouldn't even like notice that I got up and I made it work, but that was like that was pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. It's one of those things you like goof and you'll only do once, like mm-hmm. this morning, didn't bring my bike, my pump for the, my tires. <laughs> Won't ever forget to do that again. Um, and you know, you live and you learn. And I think it's one of those things like you have to take action and go do the thing before you'll ever learn it. Cause it's not like someone would tell you while you're in yoga school. All right, make sure the thing's not on shuffle. You know, it's like, you have to go take action, but I think so many people don't even get to the taking action piece that they never know, you know? Um, yeah. And you'll laugh like, look, we're already laughing about it now. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just, yeah. I, yeah, that was like, oh, of course this would happen, you know? Yes. It's, but yeah. And then that was the only kind of like, I guess, bad experience I've had so far. It's been really great. Yeah. That sounds very minimal. I love it. (laughs) Um, what's the difference between, um, coaching or not coaching, um, (laughs) uh, instructing like CrossFit athletes versus like people in the studio? Oh, um, well, I've actually, I actually do take some CrossFit classes there and I think with just yoga in general, when you are instructing that, you want to make sure that people are comfortable mm. going very much at their own pace. Mm. And in like any sort of CrossFit training or Spartan training, you're pushing people away from comfort. Yeah. And you want them to like go as fast as they can, like all the time, which is there's times and places for that type of yeah. But yoga is not really about that. Um, so that's probably just like the biggest thing that I think. I mean, I'm not very, I'm not very cultured in CrossFit training. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's, I think exactly what I was thinking of. It's like learning how to teach those athletes how to slow down is like, that's the challenge versus in yoga, um, you know, in the studio, it's more of teaching how to like express fuller positions or poses and things like that. Cause they're more advanced in obviously their yoga practice. Whereas mm-hmm. CrossFit, it's usually, um, 
used as like a recovery piece or like stretching and things like that. So very, I love that yoga can be, you know, for both. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And like yoga is holistic. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, mind, body and spirit and like for cross training. I mean, obviously that can definitely like change people's mental state and like whip them into shape and that can bleed into like other parts of their life where they become, you know, more productive or motivated. But like yoga specifically is meant to like target, you know, pieces of your life in that way. Mm. But that's like, but certain poses will like ignite certain things like that. If does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Which is why when, when you program or craft a flow, do you, go, you know, into it with like, okay, let's focus on targeting a chakra. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I've always been curious how they, how people like craft a flow because it makes sense while you're going through it, but to get there, you have to kind of reverse engineer what your intention for the class is and things like that. So it's, um, there's a lot of, um, art behind, you know, you just showing up to a class mm-hmm. for the, at least from the instructor's point of view. Yeah. Um, since we're kind of diving into chakras, we can just jump right into it. Can you kind of talk about what chakras are? Like, let's go back to like chakra basics 101. Sure. What are they? Um, what are their names? Where are they located in the body? Sure. Um, yeah, we'll just start there. So let's just jump right in. So there are seven chakras. They are, they start at the base of your spine and go Mm. all the way to your crown, which is the top of your head. Um, Each of them have their own part in the body, but they line perfectly. And together they make up a channel of energy just within the body. On their own, they each serve a specific area of the body. And there are ways to nurture each of them through asanas, which just means like movements, mm-hmm. um, oils and crystals. And they they should be, you know, opened for the most part or balanced, if you will. But there are times where they can be closed or blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yoga and its goal is to balance these chakras um, because that will bring you to being your most like liberated self if that makes sense yeah well mm-hmm. i love that yeah so um i guess going into each chakra this is where i'll kind of just like overview yeah perfect um so some of them, their name is like where they are in the body, but then there's other ones that are just like the certain, there's just the name for them. Yeah. So root chakra, it's just called the root chakra. Um, this is, it's red. Um, it lives at the base of your spine and the earth, like the element of earth is associated with this. Um, when this chakra is closed or blocked, um, there are perceived survival needs of that person that they feel like are being neglected. Like your root is what stabilizes you. It's Mm -hmm. what makes you feel grounded. So if someone's root chakra is closed or blocked, they may not feel safe just in general. Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they um, are being abused. Maybe they're not consuming enough, you know, nutrient food, um, whatever it may be. 
when a person is balanced, um, they feel very grounded and safe. They, they just feel good in their shoes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so the main, I guess, posture category to work on this chakra is like standing poses, mm. um, like, um, balance poses, making you yeah. feel more, like tree pose, tree pose. Know? That's what I was thinking of. Cool. Yeah, tree pose, perfect example, like mountain pose where you're just like standing hands by your side. Um, so those are the types of poses that work with the root chakra mm. and then moving up yeah. um, is the sacral chakra that lives in your sacrum area. It's the center of your pelvis. So like where your reproductive system is, all that good stuff. Um, that is orange. It's like an orb of orange and water, the element of water is associated with this chakra. It's because everything's very fluid down there, you know? Mm. Got that lots sense. of different things moving in and out of there. So water is the element associated um, just because of the fluidity of this area. And so when the sacral chakra is closed or blocked, there may be um, this person may have just intimacy issues or just flat out mm. emotional type issues. Um, and there, there is such a thing as having too much fun in life. So yeah. you are, if I'm doing a reading on someone's sacral chakra and I'm using, you know, my pendulum, which we'll get to that later. Oh, yes. And it's like swinging. It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, like a helicopter. You're like, like their energy's off. Yeah. They're, you're like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> like, why is this thing so like active? Um, so when it's balanced though, a person has very healthy, you know, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could be just like with themselves or it could be with their partner. Yeah. Um, and the reproductive system, like I said, is central for this chakra and the poses that you can practice that work with your sacral chakra are hip openers, especially, um, and like stabilizing postures like chair pose or mm. bowl. Um, what about pigeon pose? Pigeon pose. Yes. That is a great hip opener. Mm, I love me some pigeon pose. I have definitely cried in a pigeon pose before. (laughs) I am so happy you said that because emotional responses during like flows happen a lot more than people think. Like so often. And I'm pretty sure it's from the guy who didn't text me back in like 2010. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We need to go through McNary's yearbook. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> oh but my gosh. So very is, very normal to have an emotional response like that? Yes, especially with working with the sacral chakra, especially. Mm-hmm. This is like and like for example, you asked if, you know, you people craft, you know, practices or flows depending on a chakra and the answer is hell yeah. 2 weekends mm-hmm. ago I did a sacral flow with my class. Oh. Yeah. Mhm. And so yeah. So that is a chakra that a lot of people should work on, you know, yeah. as much as they can. Um, I have very tight hips. Yeah. Yeah. Like having emotional responses or I guess releases while you're practicing hip openers, like it's pretty, it's, it's normal. It's pretty mm. normal. Okay. Good. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not crazy at all. <laughs> I love that. So, 
I guess moving up, the third chakra is your solar plexus. This is um, your navel area. Um, they, that is a yellow orb that lives right there, just going straight up. Um, fire is associated with this. So when you're feeling like very warm in a practice, yeah. and like everything is building just like in that solar plexus, like that's completely normal. Um, when the solar uh, plexus is blocked or closed, um, a person may be feeling some like low self-esteem, lack of energy. Um, this is where work ethic lies. This mm. So um, if your second chakra is closed, your sacral, but your third <laughs> is wide open, more likely than not, it tells that, you know, you're an alcoholic, not alcoholic, workaholic. 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 Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, so when balanced, there are like healthy social roles in this person's life. So like they have good relationships, you know, at the time with like their family, their, you know, significant other, their friends with themselves. Mm. Um, this is where, um, what was I going, where was I going with this? Um, if a person is suffering like a blockage enough, there may be like physical issues that go along with this. So like liver issues, digestive mm. issues, things like that. So yeah. that's, um, that's where, um, that part of the body, it's just, if you have like any sort of like stomach issues, like work on poses that emphasize the work of the solar plexus. So like really creating that fire in the belly. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to sound like kind of intimidating, but doing like headstands mm. and like downward dog yeah. and just like, to really like, either like open it up or like really like yeah get that like uh what would you call it? like cl not clenching but like that tightness that yeah, yeah that fire in your belly contract like you contract it and then you yeah. release it yeah oh okay is that usually why they have like a pose in yoga and then like a counter oh absolutely okay mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah I feel like I know more about yoga than I really think I do. <laughs> Especially if you like just casually, you know, take yoga classes. Like if, I mean, I know that like every, you know, yoga teacher, like they definitely incorporate a touch of this stuff in all their practices, you know, people mm -hmm. just might not realize it. Yeah. Know? 100%. But once you start showing up to class often enough, you start to like pick up on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the goal. I love that. Cool. Solar plexus. Amazing. I, love <laughs> yep. I, I learned about that from headspace. I do a lot of meditation. And so he always talks about you like solar plexus and moving the energy up and down. So that's kind of where I learned a little bit. Well, about your diaphragm down there. You know? Yeah. To breathe. I don't think people know how to breathe. You got to relearn. That's one thing we all need to do is learn how to breathe. That should be yeah. a class in like elementary through high school. That is, that is why there are, you know, breathing exercises. That's why I always, and a lot of teachers I know will start with like a very specific breathing exercise, like mm. whether it be like ocean breath or it be alternate nostril breathing or circular breathing or even like three, one breathing where you breathe in for three counts, hold it for three counts and then release it for three counts and then hold at the bottom for three counts, creating that moment of stillness between inhales and exhales. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so I guess moving up, our fourth chakra is our heart chakra, obviously mm. the chest area. Um, this is a green orb moving right here. And air is the element associated with the heart. Um, when your heart chakra is closed or blocked, um, people may exude um, like self-doubt or pessimism or just be, you know, depressed. Um, you never want to assume, but yeah. um, that's most of the time what the circumstance is. And when it's balanced, um, people feel unconditional love. And that doesn't even have to be like, like intimate love. It can yeah. be unconditional love for yourself or, you know, the universe or your life or mm. whatever that may be. Yeah. So postures for this pose are like lateral bends back bends so if you do like camel pose mm. or or wheel yeah or um things like that um so if so f like here's the thing to think about if your sacral chakra and your heart chakra are closed during a reading mm -hmm. this could be a sign that this person has suffered you know massive betrayal or heart yeah. mm. um, because the reproductive system and then the heart yeah know, are, are closed like that person's really trying to protect themselves you know yeah of course it's like our natural like instinct to like protect yourself mm -hmm. um whoa so they get closed off and you open them up by practicing consistently daily or that that is one way to do it another way to just like open or balance chakras is also just talking, you know, mm -hmm. talking with people. Um, but again, like I'm not, you know, a therapist or anything. Like yeah. That. Um, it's just my job to guide. I don't yeah. provide, I don't provide answers. I don't have answers. You yeah. know, you just, just teach people how to do the thing that they, that can help them. It's just helping people be more in tune with themselves really. Mm, and yes. um, like, I can't, I can't do that for you. I, yes. I mean, I, I sometimes I can't even do that for myself. Like yeah. it's like, um, so that's what like reading, like a chakra reading does. It's me reading the chakras and then telling you, okay, like this is just what I'm gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can you do chakra readings like virtually, like over Zoom, or do you have to be in person? Um, I think, I mean, I, I've only done them in person. Okay. Because you need to like, like physically, well, I, you, most of the time you use a pendulum, which I'll oh, get to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm jumping the gun. No, no, no. It's okay. I, it's a lot. When I first learned this stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I want to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm just moving on so we can get to that. Um, is our throat. Ooh, yep. Yeah. I love this uh, one. It's blue. The orb is blue there. And space is the element associated with um, this chakra. And if this one is closed or blocked, it's pretty evident that there are communication issues. Yes. So this means that a person may have a hard time, you know, saying no, or they're afraid to upset other people with the words they want to say. Mm. Um, so another thing to consider, again, like bringing in the physical 
um, element to chakras is if somebody has, you know, a closage or a blockage in their throat chakra, they may be suffering some thyroid issues and not even know it. Yes. So, yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it is balanced though, um, there is, you know, direct and clear communication in, in your life. Um, and like forward bend postures work with throat chakras. Um, so yeah, throat chakra, that one's also pretty interesting Mm. that, that and the, um, sacral heart and throat chakra kind of all, you know, Mm, if tied together. Yeah. If you, I mean, they're more closely tied, I would say if like, yeah one or two are closed like maybe then usually there's probably issues with the third maybe Mm. I mean that's you know yeah everyone's so different but yeah I definitely realize I have always I've always had throat chakra issues but I haven't realized it for the longest time just because I haven't been in tune with my body yeah so learning how to breathe doing like meditation and not like clenching my jaw or you know just all these things yeah. um because I'm realizing I'm like whoa like that is tense like why am I so tense yes <laughs> I yes it's just learning how to be in tune with your body basically yeah, I love that um moving on to the sixth chakra is our third eye mm. so that will be kind of the space between your eyebrows, but then up a tiny bit. Mm. So like, this is where your intuition lies and the color, like the orb for this is violet Mm. and, um, all the, all five elements play into this chakra. So when everything's all aligned and working together, like this chakra, like it brings it all together. So when this chakra is closed or blocked, somebody may be feeling misguided in life or they don't feel um, any sort of dedication to like a path in their life, you know? Um, When it's open, um, you may be dealing with somebody who has like special abilities, whatever it may be. It doesn't mean you're like psychic or something, but it could just mean that they really have a good sense of intuition and like they know what they want out of life. Mm. Um, so like, I would not be surprised at all if yours was like wide open mm. <laughs> because you are really good at like setting goals and holding yourself accountable and you know, mm. things like that. So like someone like you, like your third eye chakra would just be like, whoo, whoo, whoo. like it would yeah. be wide open, which is good. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. That's so interesting. <gasps> um, for, would this be, like similar to if people get like downloads I have a lot of friends who do who do like human design and they're very like intuitive in that sense of like when they just know something they don't usually know even where it came from but like they just know absolutely so Mm. um, I don't claim to like really have that sort of ability yeah but like when you feel so in tune with yourself in that way, like, so there are like, you know, some like psychic abilities there or if somebody has like, if they're a medium or something like that, like, yeah, that all of those, like, I guess abilities really lie in the third eye chakra. Mm. Whoa. Crazy. Okay. Bring it home with our last one. Bring it home. All right. The crown, which is the top of the head. Um, this is just crystal light. There's no, you know, color associated with this. Um, if it is closed or blocked, again, you're just feeling some sort of, 
some sort of like spiritual separation. Um, it doesn't mean you have to like believe in a certain religion or anything like that. Like you just, I feel like every single human is spiritual. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're religious, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you're feeling some sort of separation from like a higher being that like you feel like guides your life, but maybe you're just a little, it's kind of in the same vein as third eye, but mm. But this one is more just like really focusing on like that spiritual connection to whatever you connect to. Yeah. Um, and when it's balanced, there's just a unity of consciousness. Like you're just, you're good to go. I don't, I don't really know how to explain that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, this obviously the physical um, parts of the body associated with this are like the brain and the nervous system. Um, and the postures for this pose are like inversions. So like, like shoulder stands, um, anything anything to get upside down. Yep. (laughs) I love that. So cool. Those are the seven chakras. And if you noticed, they are a straight line up the body and they also associate with like a rainbow. Yeah. so it's easy to remember like each um, color and like um, element associated. It kind of just moves up. Um, so I guess moving into what you were asking about like crystals and oils and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into like oils that are good for, is it like opening the chakras then? Yeah. So if they're okay. closed or, you know, you open them, if they're okay. blocked, you unblock them. Okay. So um, I guess first just understanding your own chakras and like your own imbalances is a good place to start and it may not be something that people even think about consciously or even like physically feel Mm. and i kind of already went into this but like poses can help you work through a blockage or something that's closed so for example Sorry, I hear my dog playing with something. Um, So, for example, like I said, um, sacral chakras. If that's blocked, practicing a flow with a lot of hip openers will really work with that area of the body in like a physical way. Mm -hmm. So to know if your chakras are blocked, a a person who does have knowledge about chakras can perform a reading. Mm -hmm. And part of yoga teacher training, like you learn about chakras and you learn how to balance them, open them whatever. Um, so like I could perform a reading, um, and I would use a pendulum. And if there are thing, if, if there are people who don't know what a pendulum is, it's just like a, I don't want to say a string. It's more like a, like a chain. Yeah. yeah. Chain. And they can have beads. They can have certain crystals on them. Um, and at the end, there's like any sort of crystal or stone. Yeah. what like weighs it down and when you hold it that's how it like moves with like you know your consciousness so uh, there isn't like you know one stone that is more preferable than the other um what's on yours i have a rose quartz (gasps) i love it i think mine's amethyst amethyst that's all that's a beautiful one too yeah awesome um so like if you know to any Harry Potter fans to make like a, me- to, like a metaphor here. Like when you're, you know, at, you know, a store and you're looking at pendulums, like you kind of just like feel when one. Yeah. When, when it's like, it's like called to you. It's yeah, like, this one it, just feels good. When it sticks out to you or 
you know. So you would pick it up and you would hold your hand flat and you would hold it in your dominant hand. And you would ask the pendulum to show you yes and then show you no. Mm -hmm. And yes usually is a circle. And then no is when it just stops. Yeah. And like, it's not like little fairies or like ghosts, you know, like, yeah, it's like the, like your consciousness. Yeah. And when there's, when the pendulum is not right for you, I've had it do nothing. It doesn't. Nope. It won't. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy, it's the craziest thing. Like people think this is like some woo woo shit, but like it might (laughs) be, but I love it. Cause it, it's your, what is it? Your subconscious and all those things working. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Crazy. Okay. So how do you perform a reading? So if I were to like read your chakras, for example, Mm -hmm. I would have you lie flat on your back, you know, gently shut your eyes um, and just be still. Um, You would be like completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. And before I would, you know, do that, I would ask my pendulum again, like, show me yes, um, show me no. And then after this, I would hover the pendulum over your root chakra. So right where the base of your spine is, like where your coccyx is. Yeah. And then it would either move in a circular motion to show like yes which means open Mm. if it doesn't move at all it's closed and if it's in a straight line but then kind of vibrates like this yeah um, that means it's blocked Mm. and um you don't know like where I'm going like on the body or like I don't talk to you during it because I'm just trying to understand yeah um and the reason that if it's open it rotates in a circle because chakras move in spirals. They're like constant little orbs of energy that just kind of move in you. Mm. Um, so that's why they circle. Um, so I would just repeat this process from the root of your spine to your sacrum area, to the navel, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, crown. And then um, – after I do this, I would, you know, talk to you about like what I saw. So like, for instance, if a root chakra is blocked, Mm. I would ask them like, Hey, have you, how's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like ask about their boyfriend or something or Hey, like, um, how's, how's your diet been lately? Or, um, not like diet, like, but like, yeah, but like, what are you eating? Yeah. Like, have you felt like, do you feel, do you feel nourished? You know? Yeah. Like feel safe. Like how's home, you know? Um, so just asking them questions and letting them like answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then depending on that, we could practice a flow that emphasizes like the closed or blocked chakras. We could use oils or stones, um, to really target those ones, but that's kind of what would happen after I would read your chakras. Whoa. I need to find someone in Phoenix to do a chakra reading like I, ASAP. <laughs> all of my friends from home, like, let me read your chakras. Uh, do they let you? I hope they let you. Oh, well, yeah. I, I'm like, I, lay down, I, relax. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know what? Just let it happen. <laughs> yes. I think this would be so great for people, especially in your early 20s where you don't necessarily or you aren't necessarily in tune with your body to start like this process, because I think the sooner you can get in tune with your body, you can just feel so much better. Like Mm -hmm. if I felt how I do now versus even two, three years ago, I would be like, I wouldn't believe you with how good I feel. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it, 
I feel like there's like a reason for like maybe not learning things at points in your life. Yeah, of course. Does that make sense? I mean, oh, always. Yeah, we come to it when we're ready for it. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I guess going into like oils and stones um, yes. or crystals to help balance. Um, the answer is like yes, absolutely. Um, oils and stones can be used like by themselves. You don't always have to use them like while you're in a practice. You can use them together during a flow to emphasize work with that certain chakra. Um, but I'll just, I guess, briefly go over yeah. um, each chakra and like what oils and crystals and whatnot would uh, be good with them. But then before I do that, when, you know, talking about stones, especially or like crystals, um, you have to consider the element that's associated with the chakra. So like earth, air, water, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so like take the root chakra, for example, the element is earth. So stones that, that connect well with this chakra are like rustic, earthy looking. Um, mm. Red is the color associated with this chakra. So like it isn't surprising that, you know, a stone or crystal like emulate red, you know? Yeah. So the oils for root chakra are like tea tree oil, you know, mm. anything that's really grounding. Yeah. Um, and during a practice, um, before you can even like take that tea tree oil and like rub it on the base of your spine. Mm-hmm. I'm shook. So, so you put tea tree oil, like base of your spine, and then you go through, you know, you're like very grounding flow. And then, you know, during your Shavasana, you take, you know, like a Ruby or something like that and you place it near like the base of your spine. And then you, um, go through your Shavasana. Gosh, <laughs> I'm shook. It, it's all coming together with like color and being, mm-hmm. you know, like a root chakra. So it's like earthy and even tea tree oil, like trees in the ground, like very earthy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. This is amazing. Yeah. So like, um, like I said, ruby, onyx, like red jasper, obsidian, smoky Ooh. quartz. Yeah. Um, that. And then moving on to the sacral chakra, any like citrus type of scents or like feel good oils. And again, you can take that and like rub it in like that area, like right yeah. at your line or like on like your groin and things like that. Mm. Um, any or any even like an aphrodisiac, you know, because it is like the reproductive system. Yeah. So any sort of smell that kind of um, ignites those feelings are great. Um, stones that are good for this are orange zyanite, mm. uh, imperial topaz, sunstones. I'm a freaking huge fan of sunstones. Ooh, sunstones. Uh, and, and moonstones. Moonstone. Because, because um, I don't know if you know this, but another thing, another way to talk about your menstrual cycle is calling it your moon cycle. Oh, uh, duh, that makes so much sense. Uh. So the moonstone is say you are practicing a flow during your moon cycle and then your savasana, you use like a moonstone and you like gently set it like in your sacral area. Yeah. Whoa, you're blowing my <laughs> mind right now and it's 8 a.m. <laughs> I love this. Um, so I guess just moving up, solar plexus. Um, again, this is like digestive area of the body. So um, ginger is really good. Peppermint. Yeah. Um, basically just any oil for like digestive health. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like countless, like you can just Google it, you know? Yeah. Um, but then stones for this are like amber or tiger eye, like anything that really shows like that, like yellow type. Yeah. Um, just like moving up to the heart. Um, 
peppermint and eucalyptus are really good for the heart chakra, rose quartz, morganite, jade, emerald, emphasizing the green. If yeah. You already noticed. Oh, yes. So oh my gosh. Moving up to the throat chakra, um, oils for this one are like patchouli, um, lavender, Ooh. oils that just encourage sound. And yeah. again, the the color associated with this is blue. So mm. turquoise, aquamarine, amazonite, blue lace agate, anything like that. Mm. Third eye, again, lavender or jasmine, any oil that really encourages like stillness, calmness, sleep. Um, mm. And then stones for this one are like tanzanite or sodalite. Um, and then crown, this is where you feel, you know, most elevated. You feel yeah. connected whatever like spiritual path you like um frankincense i'm a huge fan of i'm a huge fan of frankincense yeah uh, literally just take a, like a few dabs and just drop it on like the crown of your head and just let it seep into your scalp like it's amazing um really any oil just that encourages like sensation yeah and then like a clear quartz is great mm. and um amethyst uh love yes oh my god this is freaking amazing. What's your, um, what's one of your favorite, um, crystals, um, or stones? So I love sunstone. Sunstone. I, I gotta look at that one. Like when I was first learning about stones and oils and all this, I was kind of a, I was not a critic, but I was timid. Like, yeah. Like skeptical of it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, come on. These are fucking rocks, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. Right. Like, like, I, trust me, like, people, I have been there, okay? Like, yeah. I have one of the most, like, redneck fathers on this planet. <laughs> like, I understand how cuckoo this may sound. But um, who was teaching me about stones and oils, he's an herbalist. He's actually one of my, like, friends now, and I actually teach with him at, you know, two of our studios together. Amazing. Um, yeah, he's awesome. His name's Kyle, and I love him. Um, but – he brought just like a whole picnic basket full of stones and yes. he, sat, he sat like just, you know, right here. And he made a huge semicircle of all of these different stones. They're all different. And he goes, you know, just like kind of accommodate yourself to, you know, different stones. Like if you want, you can kind of like gently hover your hand over them. And, and you know, one will like energy, right? You'll like feel it. When I put my hand over a sunstone, one, I felt heat. Like, yeah legitimate heat and then you know when your foot falls asleep and there's the like needles tingles yeah my hand felt that way whoa I'm not making this shit up okay like yeah. I, I, I so anyways I just I felt a really deep connection to sunstone yeah um, but then I also love rose quartz I mean obviously everyone mm. loves yeah but, it's like so pretty mm -hmm. and um I love lavender I, yeah. I cannot I cannot express how much I love lavender, um, which is kind of ironic because I am probably one of the biggest people pleasers on the planet. Um, maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. That helps balance you and bring you back in. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just good for everything. I have lavender honey. I got lavender room spray. Mm. You know, I have 
lavender like body wash you know yeah do you ever use a diffuser like with water and then put up a few drops yeah yes and feel free to mix and match all right like oh i love i love i do lemon lavender all the time it's one of my favorite scents lemongrass yeah frankincense put that Mm. shit yeah whoa this is better than like a starbucks barista we're over here like mixing (laughs) up our own like oils i love that it's it if you and again like if you're not really open to this kind of stuff like obviously you're not going to receive anything from it you know yeah you got to start small I think so where should people start if they're like way back to where you first were when you're like super skeptical like no these are rocks in a bag like get that shit out of here um honestly I don't know if there's like a a one size fits all answer to that yeah but I can say what worked for me is just learning how to be open yeah yeah learning how to or I guess allowing myself to receive whatever comes to me and allowing to like just letting myself shut my eyes and just like not like be so critical and think about everything yeah just let it like happen let it be yeah and that's where like a lot of people have trouble like just holding on and like yeah. we can't like lose grip of like this thing that we have grip so tight of oh, like yeah. our beliefs our belief system what life has to look like and it's like what if you can just believe in this like rock that can bring you you know open feelings and feeling better and all these things it's like why not like does it hurt to try no Exactly. And I remember when I first was meeting the person who was teaching me about oils and chakras and all that, he didn't like really like talk to us at first. He, it was like 8am on a Saturday morning and he, we did a sunrise flow and he brought, he brought each of us, gosh, I wish I could remember the stone that he brought, but it was like, it was a heavier stone. And Um, he just said, you know, like during your practice, like feel free to just like hold it, move it around with you. You can like do different poses while it's in your hand during your Savasana. You can like set it by your head or you can put it on your stomach. And I realized that like practicing with this stone, I need to ask him now that I think about it, but you know how people get like weighted blankets and stuff? Yeah, it's what it feels like. Yeah, same sort of effect. Like I had that stone, I had it resting on my stomach when I was mm. doing my pasta and I felt so like calm. Yeah. And I don't know, it was like, I think that was like one of the moments where I was like, huh. But that was even before he even got into like the stones and the chakras. Yeah. That was the beginning of our day. But that mm. was one of those first moments where I was like, huh interesting. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. I used to, when I used to work in healthcare, I used to carry them around in my pockets all the time. Um, and so I just have a few little stones and I'd, um, either have them at my desk on my computer so I could always see them. Cause like, it would be like high stress, a lot of like super busy. So I'd have to try and like stay grounded as much as I could. So I'd carry, you know, little things in my pockets or like, you know, right there at my desk or my purse or like whatever. So I think people, if even practicing with the stone is intimidating, like you can just like carry them around, you know, it doesn't have to be find a necklace. Yeah, exactly. Like people wear jade necklaces all the time. Like 
people, I know so many people that are like, oh my God, amethyst. I'm like, yeah, no wonder you like it. You know, yes. like yes. You, don't, you don't realize it, but like if you set it, you know, like on your windowsill and then you have amethyst and you're like looking out into the trees in your backyard, you're like, wow, nature is so beautiful. Mm. Like maybe that's the amethyst connecting to like this higher spiritual connection you feel with like nature. I mean, honestly, that I know it's like sounds silly when you say it out loud, but like, I feel like a lot of people don't really think about that. 100%. Uh, I love this. Um, well, this has been amazing. Um, where can we connect with you on social? I know you have a YouTube channel. Is that right? Yes. I, perfect. I have been so, so busy. I hate that I haven't been posting as much, but no, that's okay. Um, I do. I try to like post at least like stories on my Instagram of like different poses or like practices that I'm doing. Um, if I, I also have like, you know, like decks of like mantra cards Ooh. and things like that, you know, like uh, that could be a story for another day. Yes. But it's just like, I try to keep that stuff on my page just so like, like you said, if there are like, you know, curious little cats out there mm. who you know, just they're like, eh, I don't know. I want to go like explore and kind of yeah, dip their toes in the water. Yeah. I'm trying to like make sure that I share what I can, but I also don't want to be like too pushy, you know? Yeah. 100%. I love that. It's got to be a good, happy balance. Um, where can we find you on Insta? Um, well, my name is Danny Smith with six eyes. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Oh yeah. I remember this last time. It's so funny. <laughs> And then my YouTube is also just like Danny Smith, if you search it. Um, and I also, my, um, my Spotify, I, Ooh, yes. I create a few like playlists for like my sacral flow. Like there's certain like songs that associate with like working with your sacrum. And I have like a 30 minute vinyasa like playlist. If people just want to like listen to, to like chill out or things yeah. like that. I'm slowly creating more playlists for like different types of flows, but that's also something that people, you know, could look at if they wanted to. I'm not like, no, but like your, your playlist will grow over time. I hope. Yeah. 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 I love that. I'll go follow you. So at least you can get one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much again for today. I learned so much. I can't wait to get this out. I think our audience will, you know, benefit from, you know, us chatting again. I know the first, you know, chat that we had just about yoga was super helpful and beneficial. I got great feedback. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad we could do do this, go a little more in depth about kind of like the diagnostics behind yoga and how to really, um, almost like optimize your yoga practice. So you can really find a practice that works well for you and just like opens up all your chakras. And so you leave the mat just feeling amazing. So thank you again. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I'm always, uh, I love talking to you. Honestly, you're one of those people I could just talk to and be like, holy shit. It's like 5 p.m. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Uh, well, we'll have to do it again. Obviously we keep doing these and they turn out great. So it's okay. a sign. Yeah, it cool. is. Thank you for listening to the Ally McGee podcast. Please subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at AllieMcGee.com and follow me on Instagram at AllieMcGee underscore.